But they seem to forget to always bring up that when Harvey Milk was 33 years old, he was in a relationship with a 16-year-old boy. Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Glad to be here again. If you notice, we're getting fancy. Um, That's the first time we've ever had the little intro with little shots of us. Um, We're trying to up our game here and hopefully get you guys interested in listening to us more. And we're actually... There's something else exciting. We're now can be listened to on your favorite podcast app, right? Yeah. So any podcast, app, any platform that has podcasts, we are on, except for Apple Podcasts. We will most likely be on Apple Podcasts. We're just still waiting for approval. Approval. So hopefully we get approval. Hopefully none of our past podcasts have been too controversial <laughs> to not get approved. So you'll be able to listen to us there. If you just search Coffee, Culture, and the Capital, you'll find us on all the podcasts, platforms. You'll see all of our last 10 episodes. So this is Great. officially episode number 11. And why don't we start off again? I am drinking a dirty chai with almond milk for my coffee today. And so why do you call it dirty? Because there is a shot of espresso in it. So that makes, and that it, makes a dirty it dirty chai. Yes, that's like the lingo coffee shops oh, use. Oh, well, I'm not up on the lingo. I just had iced. a... A hot chai that's too sweet. Yes. I thought I liked chai. Sometimes I do, but I don't know. This is too much sugar in it. I think this is, like I said, episode 11. Maybe okay. by episode 12, Greg will like the coffee that he chooses. <laughs> we'll see. I'll pick a better one next time. <laughs> yes. So today we have um, some fun things to talk to you all about. We are talking about... Fun. Yeah, yes. A, <laughs> I don't know what I call it fun. <laughs> we are going to be talking to you all about um, a Harvey Milk Day resolution, and Greg will get into explaining that once we get to that point. That's not fun. No, that is not fun. And then we're going to talk about the Appropriations Committee and what that is, what's the process for bills in that, because we have some exciting news about some of the pregnancy center bills we've been talking to you all about. I know. We thought they were going to pass, but they didn't. Yes. A couple of them died, so I'll give you all the details. Yes. So Harvey Milk Day, Greg. All right. Harvey Milk Day. Um, most kids now know who Harvey Milk is. It's um, part of the curriculum that kids learn about. He was the first elected... Um, official, I think in the United States, that openly identified as gay in San Francisco uh, back in the 70s. Uh, you probably have all heard the story. Um, well, uh, here in California in 2008, um, our uh, San Francisco ele- elected its first openly gay senator. His name was Mark Leno. And he, uh, over and over, tried to introduce a resolution to make Harvey uh, have a special day to celebrate Harvey Milk. Especially this was to help uh, encourage the society to um, honor his legacy and his message. And especially to have uh, schools commemorate uh, his messaging uh, and what he stood for to all our young kids. And so every year... They, uh, around Pride Month, which is in June, uh, they have a special resolution that they introduce to honor uh, Harvey Milk Day, and they encourage all the legislators to uh, support it. Now, a resolution, it has, does not have a force of law, but resolutions are introduced all the time in the legislature, and the point is to encourage 
the culture to follow the lead of the legislators. So there's all kinds of resolutions supporting all kinds of causes. And so yesterday um, they voted on the Harvey Milk Resolution SR 26 in the Senate. Now there's also HR 28, which is the same resolution that's in the Assembly, so they'll, they'll vote on it next week. But they had quite a debate um, on the floor that we're going to show you. But I just want to let you know something about Harvey Milk's message. Really, his message to this generation was to try to normalize all things LGBTQ, uh, normalize people who identify with those particular identities, encourage people to feel just fine about all the sexual behavior that goes along with those identities. And really, it's encouraging the entire generation to rebel against God's standard mm -hmm. for sex and marriage. Yeah, and one of the main issues with the Harvey Milk Resolution is when they're, when they're going forth with this resolution, it's to celebrate and remember Harvey Milk. But they seem to forget to always bring up that when Harvey Milk was 33 years old, he was in a relationship with a 16-year-old boy. Right. And if we were, if that were to happen current day, that is statutory rape. That's right. And so our legislators want to have a resolution that's celebrating someone who is 30, at 33 years old was dating a 16-year-old boy. That's right. I mean, if, if it was a heterosexual man, you know, who had had some relationship with a young teenager, you would think most of that, that would disqualify you to be honored among uh, school children. But, and that's a very open uh, part of his life. It's actually, he has a whole chapter in a, in a book about his life, all dedicated to that particular sexual relationship. And so, it, sadly, that is being normalized when you honor a person who's that's part of their story. And if you don't qualify what you're honoring them for, people assume that's not a big deal, yep. right? So yes. why, don't we, why don't we show some of the video of Senator Weiner um, from San Francisco, the current senator, yes. and some of his comments because he was lashing out at two particular... Well, we'll show you a, a couple clips, yeah. but who was he lashing out at? Yeah, Senator Scott Wiener was lashing out at the Dodgers, and he was lashing at um, Anheuser-Busch, a beer company. Yeah. And ultimately, we'll watch the video, but ultimately he talks about that they were caving to the right-wing mob. So let's watch the video, and then we can kind of discuss what really happened and what that really means. Okay. But I also rise uh, with... Significant, not just concern, but just to be honest, fear about what's happening in this country today. We saw that Anheuser-Busch recently ran a small Instagram ad campaign with a trans woman featured. And a right-wing mob just ganged up and went, went after Anheuser-Busch, and Anheuser-Busch caved in and backed down. For simply putting a trans woman in an ad. And now, just yesterday, we learned that the Los Angeles Dodgers, after inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, one of the most respected community organizations that raises m huge amounts of money for charity, they were going to recognize the Sisters at Pride Night and give them an award, and then a right-wing mob just melted down, and the Dodgers caved in and revoked 
that award, spitting in the face of our community. That's here in California. So colleagues, as we remember Harvey Milk and what he stood for and what he died for, let's remember that in the year 2023, we still have enormous work to do. So, um, so start with Anheuser Busch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you all know that there is a uh, popular social media uh, guy who dresses up like a woman um, and is portraying himself as a woman. And it, it, the the Anheuser Busch used this guy dressing up as a woman and put it on one of their. I did a little ad campaign and I think put his face on uh, one of their beer mm -hmm. um, beer products. It didn't go over well with the clientele who don't believe that man men can simply declare themselves a woman and we're all supposed to be happy and glad about that. You know, there's still plenty of people in the United States who think you are born a man or you're born a woman. You know. Exactly. When it comes to this beer campaign, first of all, let's look into basic capitalism, Senator Scott Weiner. When you're looking at capitalism, people are going to buy the products they want to buy and not buy products from companies that don't align with their values. That's right. Especially when they're pushing, not only is it, oh, they just don't talk about certain values, we don't really know where they land, they are pushing values that we simply disagree with. So if people are choosing to call that company and say, we don't like what you did, that's what people have the right to do. Absolutely. It's a company that <clears throat> makes their money off of the public. And then... That shouldn't make you f anybody fear, fear, fearful. It's a disagreement about reality. Mm -hmm. And any disagreement that people have, he interprets that as it's going to be a threat to trans people. It, no, we are not threatening anybody violence. Mm -hmm. We are simply saying we don't... Like, uh, we are do not agree with your philosophy about men and women. Exactly. And if you look at the general sales that this beer company sells to, yeah. the beer company normally targets, first of all, like people that are going to watch sports, games like this, people that aren't paying attention or people that don't necessarily agree with the whole trans ideology that's being spread. That's right. So they didn't hit their target market. Yeah. So if you don't hit your target market, you have to expect your customers to call and make complaints. Or stop buying your product. Exactly. And so. second of all, Senator Scott Weiner is making a big deal saying that people are unhappy that a trans woman is on the beer can. Yeah, because why would they not just feature a regular woman at that point? A real woman. How, and so a now, regular. how yeah, <laughs> how many women are now losing out on opportunities to make money and be on advertisements and in these campaigns because a man who dresses up as a woman and pretends to be a little girl, mind you, this man states he's a girl in these videos, decides to be, they choose that guy to be on the can. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, how many, how many of you know who the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are? I, I, I don't think I knew who they were before. I do now. Um, this is not a great charity that does all kinds of social work. No, this is a group that their whole point is to mock Catholics and mock the Christian faith. I just went on their website before the podcast and was looking for their motto. At the bottom of their website, their motto is, go forth and sin some more, right? I mean, this group is just there to dress up like nuns it's trans and queer identified people dressing up like nuns and making fun of everything regarding sin, regarding sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's just, okay, they have every right 
to mock Christianity, but to, but listen, there's a lot of Catholics in the, uh, LA that are, mm-hmm. are fans of the Dodgers. <laughs> so a lot of Catholics were upset that the Dodgers were going to honor them with a special award mm-hmm. for their their service. I mean, and, what a slap in the face to Catholics and Christians. And not only are they promoting sin, how you discussed, they've also, this group, this group that Senator Scott Wiener has now claimed to be this amazing group, mm-hmm. and I think he tweeted out, an amazing life-saving group. I First of all, I don't know how they're saving lives. <laughs> Second of all, this group, the Sisters of Perpetual in- Indulgences, they tricked an archbishop into giving them um, the Eucharist, the most sacramental part of the Catholic faith. Mm. And then they used it and defiled it. Yeah, this is all. So for the fact, I mean, their whole point is offensive. They, they want to offend. And so they shouldn't be offended if people are offended. <laughs> And the, right? whole, and the whole message... And Senator Weiner shouldn't be offended that people are offended because they're trying to offend people. Mm-hmm. And the whole message Senator Scott Weiner is pushing is, if you don't agree with my ideology, now I'm fearful. I'm afraid of you. I'm scared that in 2023, people can have opposing views. Yeah. So it, it goes on. Yes. <laughs> he says something even more ridiculous about Florida. Yes. Because so Florida like- recently passed a law um, protecting doctors... Uh, they don't want to do abortions, and they don't want to remove the breasts of young girls who want to transition. There are certain procedures that they think are harmful, and this law simply says, doctors, you don't have to do these procedures if it violates your religious faith, right? But Scott Weiner implied the bill is something completely different, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really slander and, and libelous, Uh and you'll you'll we'll show you what he said. Yes. So Scott Weiner, like you said, when he said this on the floor, we immediately go, hmm, <laughs> that's not true. So we reached out to the Florida Family Policy Council and said, hey, this is what a California senator is saying about Florida legislation. Yeah, and this is, is our this sister. True? And this is our sister organization. They do the same thing in Florida that we do here. Mm-hmm. And so we asked them, is this true? Can you clarify what the bill really is? So here we're gonna the video we're gonna show you. It's gonna show what Senator Scott Weiner had to say, and what Florida Family Policy Council's responses to that. That, may, that literally, literally, the state of Florida just did this, literally make it legal for a doctor or a nurse to say, I, I know that you're dying right now. I'm not going to give you health care because my religious beliefs say that I don't want to treat you. That is now legal in the state of Florida. And that is what's happening in the year 2023 in this country. And Hello this everyone, this is Aaron DiPietro, the Legislative Affairs Director for the Florida Family Policy Council, here to respond to some misinformation that is being put out by California State Senator Scott Weiner regarding the recently passed Medical Rights of Conscience Act passed by the state legislature. Senator Weiner from California has been maintaining that this bill is allowing doctors to be able to decline life-saving treatment to patients because of the doctor's religious beliefs. And with all due respect, Senator Weiner is blatantly misrepresenting the legislation recently passed by the legislature. SB 1580, the Medical Rights of Conscience Act, protects doctors, nurses, and other healthcare practitioners from being forced to violate their conscience in the field of medicine. The bill allows doctors and nurses to opt out or to decline to participate in specific services, treatments, and prescriptions 
that the doctors or the nurses would feel are harmful to their patients and that would violate the conscience of the doctor or nurse to participate in. This bill does not allow medical practitioners to discriminate against anyone. The bill is procedure-based, not person-based. It allows a doctor to decline to participate in non-emergency elective procedures that would violate the conscience rights of the doctors. The doctor also must hold that conviction across the board regardless of the patient. They can't pick and choose based on the patients themselves. They are to decline the procedures themselves across the board. The legislation also explicitly states that no individual can be denied emergency life-saving treatments under any circumstances. SB 1580 promotes medical freedom and diversity of thought in the field of medicine while ensuring the best and highest standards of care are maintained here in the state of Florida. No doctor should be forced to violate their oath to do no harm by participating in prescribing procedures or treatments that the doctor would, be, would view as harmful and dangerous to the patient. So with all due respect, it obviously appears that Senator Weiner has either not read the legislation or is intentionally propagating fake news about this very important and critical piece of legislation. Thank you so much for your support and for your prayers. This is Aaron DiPietro, Legislative Affairs Director for the Florida Family Policy Council. So there you go. Um, obviously, Senator Weiner didn't care that he was misrepresenting the truth. Um, assumed that it didn't matter. So it does matter. Uh, legislators should, if they're against something, at least accurately represent what a, what a piece of legislation does. Mm -hmm. Lying is just despicable. You, you can't, you, we, and we can't let lies just hang out there and don't respond to them. So mm -hmm. anyway, so at the end of this uh, debate, um, there was Well, a, less of a debate. Well, no. there was no debate. There was no debate. There was... Uh, those four stood up. There was nobody standing up to oppose or say anything against the resolution. And then when it came to the vote, there was no, all, there was, there's 40 senators. I think, what is it, 34 mm -hmm. voted yes. And then there were some senators who didn't vote at all. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the, the final votes in front of you here. Um, there are eight, no, nine uh, Republicans. And so that means... If you look on here, I only see three Republicans not voting, uh, and the rest are Democrats. So you got some Republicans voting for this, um, some Republicans not voting for it, and so th now this is the Senate. Now the the Assembly, which will probably introduce their resolution on Monday, will have a vote then. And so if you want to call your legislator and make sure they know what you think about uh, Harvey Milk being honored um, and encouraged. Uh, us and encouraging culture to hold him up as a an icon, and all that he represent, represents, you know, uh, it doesn't represent what what we believe in and what we think is helpful and uh, to help human beings flourish. Um, all things LGBT not only push people away from God; these behaviors and identities are harmful in the end. And uh, the loving thing to do is to push back and say, tell the culture, hey, this is what the truth is, right? We, and it's not motivated about, about hatred or not loving someone or not accepting someone. It's about wanting people to base their life on the truth and to do and to base your identity on your creator and what your creator says about you, not your own feelings. Because as we all know, we're all sinful creatures. Yes. Our feelings lead us astray. And uh, we need something more solid to build our life on than our desires and feelings. Mm -hmm. So anyway. 
All right, well, on to some great news. So here in California, as we have mentioned before on the podcast, um, we don't often see big wins. We see little wins. We see things being amended. We see legislators changing their minds on votes, different things like that. But it's not often that we see a large as a win we saw yesterday. So we've been talking a lot to you guys about AB 315 and AB 710, two bills that are directly targeting pregnancy centers, pro-life pregnancy centers. And um, these bills were in the Appropriations Committee. So as we've been watching these bills, even I think last week on the podcast, we told you all, hey, call your assembly members now because the bills in the Appropriations Committee, it's going to pass right through that. And Greg, do you want to give them a little quick rundown of what the Appropriations Committee is? Yeah, well, the Appropriations Committee is um, a committee that's supposed to uh, evaluate the financial cost of a particular bill. So it deals with financial issues. Mm-hmm. But the the Appropriations Committee is also a place where California legislation is allowed to die without anybody actually voting on it. Um, it's, it's something they call the suspense file. So... A bill is put on something called the appropriation suspense file, and then on suspense file hearing day, which was yesterday, they simply announce the bills that are go- are being voted off the this list of legislation. And <clears throat> what it enables you to do is, if you want, if a bill is going to be killed, uh, but you don't want to have anybody officially voting against it, you stick it on this file. And so yesterday. To our surprise, both uh, AB 710 and AB uh, uh, 315 315. did not get voted out of Appropriations Committee, which means that those two bills are essentially dead. Um, And so were we a little surprised? Well, I don't know. I guess we're getting cynical around here. (laughs) (laughs) But they died. And, you know, we we fought really hard against them. Um, And so... That's great. And, uh, of course, a lot of you made phone calls to your legislators about these. And so I just want to remind you really quickly what these two bills were about. Um, AB 710 was introduced um, by Assemblywoman Schiavo. Did I pronounce that right? Schiavo. Schiavo <laughs> um, out of the Santa Clarita area. And this, and here's what she said about the bill. She, this is a bill of a public relations campaign she wanted to wage against pregnancy care centers. She said in, in committee, I see it as extremely dangerous that these fake pregnancy centers present themselves as medical clinics. To be clear, they are not licensed medical clinics. While women are in their most vulnerable state, working to get reliable medical information and possibly referrals for abortion, uh, abortion care, as they call it, uh, they instead are met with shame and fear tactics and misled uh, about abortions through these organizations. So she was she was outright slandering abortion uh, uh, pregnancy care centers. Half of them in California, there's 162, 87 of them are medically licensed. So I don't know what she was talking about. Um, and so we were glad to see this bill die. We are still asking for her to apologize for slandering uh, pregnancy care centers, um, misrepresenting who they are and what they do. And uh, we're still waiting, and we're going to still call for that. The other bill was AB 315. This is a bill to let anybody file a lawsuit against a pregnancy care center 
if they think uh, those pregnancy care centers are saying something misleading or false, but they don't provide any definition of what would be considered misleading or false. So this, this bill is all about enabling people to sue uh, these pregnancy centers into oblivion. You know, you can, you can bury someone with a lot of frivolous lawsuits. I mean, Planned Parenthood has a ton of money. They just hire a bunch of lawyers and force these pregnancy centers to hire lawyers to defend themselves. Anyway, so that bill died too. So thank the Lord. Yes, and as you were saying, um, when these bills were introduced, the legislators never provided what pregnancy centers they're specifically talking about that are spreading misinformation. And we know that a lot of times some of these girls going to pregnancy centers, um, sometimes they are looking just for STD, STI testings, and different things like that. But a lot of times it's when a girl has received the news that she is pregnant. And those are powerful words, whether you're expecting it or not. And she is scared and confused and going through all these emotions. And we don't want her being lied to. We fully believe she should be getting informed information. So if there is pregnancy centers or abortion facilities that are lying to women about the realities of the situation, we fully stand against that. Yet they have not been able to provide to us what pregnancy centers they claim are lying, and we've only been able to provide pregnancy centers that are providing truthful and correct information from the doctors they have on staff. That's right. So Mm -hmm. glad great news so that's why it's important to speak up and fight back um and don't assume as maybe we were that bills are going to pass no matter what Mm -hmm. um you know the more people stand up the the more things change so yeah use your voice make it heard that's right i I love to say after now working here and across from the capitol a little bit don't complain if you're not willing to call and say something and vote and use your voice so use your voice and hopefully we will be seeing more wins like we saw yesterday with AB 315 and AB 710. But we will most likely see you all next week. We have a couple things we'll be traveling for work-wise next week. So right. we have a surprise. We can't tell you what it is, but we are going down south yes. to do something uh, kind of a little secret. Well, I don't want to tell you, but it, we're, we're going to be... Speaking the truth um, down south. That's <laughs> going to make yes. some news. Yeah, so I guess, I guess we can tell them. Tune in to our Facebook Wednesday, That's midday. Right. Midday. And There'll be a live something going on. Yes, yeah, so tune in. You'll be able to see it. And then if we don't catch you with the podcast next week, we'll be back the following week. But don't forget to go listen to us on any podcast platform that has podcasts and like and subscribe and do all of that so the message that california family council is sharing gets out to more people sounds good thank you all thanks